boys. Actually, boy, Dan. He's a man now. He's yeah, a you're man. Still a man. Oh, my. <laughs> Excuse me. Man. Still married? <laughs> still there, baby. Still married? Still married. Just a couple right. days in. Holding strong. Holding steady. Got a good pace. The- Got a good pace going. How does the ring feel on uh, on your finger? How's it feel? Weird. Really, really weird. Like, I can't stop, honestly, like, playing with it, touching it. You know, I, I'm, like, constantly. Not necessarily, like, as a nervous tick. It's just so different. Like, I even think for girls sometimes it's not as weird because you wear other jewelry and other rings on different fingers. Maybe, but for, for me, and I'd say maybe most guys, it's you don't wear rings especially so like i like it i like that i get to wear it now and i like look at it constantly but it's yeah it's i had a co-worker tell me today it took him about six months to get used to his so i'm curious if it was the same for you guys or if that has ever really stopped because at one point after a couple months it'll feel weirder, weirder when it's off than when it's on but it took him like six months so yeah a little strange getting used to it Chris, you have a unique story with that. With my ring? Yeah. Do I? Like, the thing I remember about your ring is you told me that you didn't get it sized correctly. Oh, yeah. I had to get I had to get it uh, <laughs> fixed. <laughs> yeah, it was too After big. For the wedding? Yeah, it was. It's funny, actually, because like the, the wedding ring that we I was married in was like blessed by the church. And then I had to exchange it. Now I have a ring that's not blessed by the church, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> because once we hit the pandemic, like I took the ring off at some point and then like we never left the house. So it's not that big of a deal. I I, barely, I don't have one on right now. You know, it's okay. Everybody knows. Everybody in this house knows we're married. So <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's funny because like once I started doing a bunch of on-camera stuff, doing a bunch of commercial stuff, I am not myself. So people were always like, take the ring off. Right. And before that, I didn't even remember having the ring on. It was just on all the time. So now I find myself playing with it constantly because I'm always taking it on, taking it off, taking it on, taking it off. I'm always just like forgetting. And it's like, so I feel like I just got married again. And I'm like always just playing with it nonstop because dude, I can't tell you like your coworker said six months. Like I legitimately can't tell you when I stopped playing with it because I felt like I played with it all the time. And then it was just like, I didn't remember until like a year ago that like I always had this thing on. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely going to take some, some getting used to. I'm almost like even weirded out. I'm like, I don't want to get like water on it and stuff. (laughs) Like I'm like, it feels weird. Yeah. I'm like, I promise it's waterproof (laughs) around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like super weird about that still taking some getting used to I'm like I don't want to ruin it I'm like this thing is made from like I could punch through a wall with this thing and it wouldn't get a scratch on it but like yeah yeah yeah, it's if you could see on camera where my hands are the whole time I'm probably doing this the whole time (laughs) during this podcast and just throughout the day always don't do don't do that like I did for a while like when I wash my hands I would take the ring off and then like dry it and then put it back on and I was, I was doing this on, off, on, off, like multiple times a day. And then at yeah. some point it hit me that there was that episode 
a full house where Danny Tanner's ring gets put down the drain. And I feel like this should resonate with you. You don't want to have to be breaking your bathroom plumbing open, you know? So just no. leave that puppy on. Don't run into yeah. a DJ and Stephanie situation. Um, it's, it's all going to be good. That's a great point because like, obviously Shannon's had her engagement ring for a while and we have, she has a ring dish by the bathroom sink and the kitchen sink, but the ring dish is like three feet from the sink. Smart. So she'll do it whenever she's like doing dishes, A, so it doesn't slide off. B, it's like, again, it's not, it can't scratch, but it's just like habit for something like that. And it's like way over here. And so I've done that maybe like two or three times in an instance like that. Because I think the same thing to that episode. I'm like, I don't need to be cracking this plumbing open, fishing for rings out of here. I'm just going to leave it on or just put it way over there. Got to be smart. Great wedding advice, guys. Watch Full House. (laughs) (laughs) Great. What's up? It's the brunch breakdown. It's Dee Dee out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. And Dan is a man now. He has been married at least for, what is it? We're looking at four days right now. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, he's a seasoned pro. And today on the show, we're going to talk about Dan's wedding. Dan's got some wedding advice. And uh, I don't really know what we're doing. We're talking music too. So we got uh, some stuff to talk about. Wedding recap brunch. So let's have some fun. Dan, tell everybody where they can find the brunch breakdown. That's right. For episode 100, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the brunch breakdown uh episode 100 it's actually been what more than that guys we had this is really the second installment of the brunch breakdown but episode 100 thank you for joining us once again if this is episode one for you where can you find the brunch breakdown as the boys would say when i'm not here freaking everywhere so that's where anywhere podcasts are the brunch breakdown podcast is there as well find it stream it let us come to you follow hit follow hit subscribe Again, take those episodes on the go whenever you're ready. Every Wednesday now, if you're used to that schedule by now, we sure aren't. But every Wednesday, new episodes. Again, hit follow, hit subscribe. Full video episodes also available every Wednesday on our YouTube page and our Facebook page. They premiere at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, available on demand anytime you want after that. We are also where but everywhere on social media. We're simply at brunch breakdown and don't forget the sounds of brunch the one and only exclusive playlist of what we're listening to on spotify every eh, thursday or friday it'll be there for you <laughs> i love it i love it well dan i feel the shade in your voice anytime you mention what we did the week before that you were gone <laughs> like it's the second time i'm like a little uncomfortable you're like like the boys say when i'm gone everywhere <laughs> Yeah, and you'll probably do it again next week because here's here's the I'll announce it right now. I will not be on the brunch breakdown next week for episode 101. Might be the third time in the history that I've missed an episode, uh, but, but I will be far, far away on my honeymoon next week. And so I'm sure you guys will fill it in easily next week with that same short line. Since it's episode 101, we should do something like 101, you know, like breaking down something to the basics is it brunch? that's pretty is genius it music is it beer maybe it's all of them but that's something to think about that's pretty genius i like it let's let's start throwing out things chris since dan's out. gonna be on his yeah. honeymoon or should we do honeymoon 101 
there you go. Hey. <laughs> I'll get some pointers after two days on it. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's get into some random topics. Get them off our chest. Chris, you get us started, man. Get it off your chest. Are we? Well, here's a question because I could go one of two ways. Are we all going wedding related for what we're getting off our chest or are, are you guys going any which way? I was saving any wedding stuff for the main course because I don't know where that's going, but I assumed it's going wedding. Okay. Yeah. Mine is not wedding related either. So Perfect. perhaps you should go last. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I have, I I have one for either scenario and I'll go non-wedding related. Um, I okay. have confirmed that Tom Brady sucks. I think we already knew that, but like- oh, yeah, I was going to say, other... it took you so long. <laughs> <laughs> the other night- the tuck rule 30 for 30 was on and I had not seen that, but apparently that came out in February of this year. Um, and like him and Charles Woodson sit down to watch the play and like Charles Woodson is trying so hard to make it fun and entertaining. And Tom Brady, like, you know, like the, the chatter you often hear between teammates or like kind of the smack talk between opponents that are like, they're, they're actually friends, but they smack talk each other. Like Charles Woodson was giving him the setups to a lot of things. And he's so awkward. <laughs> he's sitting there in this multi-million dollar gigantic mansion on the beach in Tampa should have like all the confidence and swag in the world. And he just has none of it. He's going to, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that is, is made for a national audience for when he starts calling football games, whenever that happens. But I found it for, for something that, is still so controversial, still so highly debated and could have been really entertaining sitting Tom Brady down on his couch and having him be himself was incredibly boring. And I don't know. I just want to let you guys know, like if there was any gray area, if anybody doubted what we've said over the past 99 episodes about Tom Brady, uh, it's confirmed. He is unbelievably boring. It's like he can't, that on-field mentality, it just like stays there for him because you've hear, or you've heard stuff and seen stuff for him in a game where he will, he'll get like angry and fired up and throw a little bit of smack talk around back to somebody if you like piss him off. But it just seems like he can't, like that's a different human being and he's just so boring off the field, which is like, yeah, how are you going to translate that into your, crazy multi-million dollar commentator job if you can't bring that sort of edge out in anything um wow tom brady lame human being confirmed yes very much so like he was on lebron show the shop once and i was like oh tom brady this is him like really bringing it and it yeah. still wasn't that great but I feel like that was as entertaining as tom brady could possibly be but on any other thing i've seen Nothing, nothing at all. I brutal. Yeah, it's unbelievable. When you look back at the best athletes from each sport over the generations, they've all given you something. And like, I, I, I don't know. We got nothing. We got nothing with Tommy Boy. Lastly, very quick, Didi. I, I saw you tweet that. There, is there really going to be an and one mixtape thirty for thirty coming out? Oh yeah, thirty first. Oh my yep. god. Tuesday. Oh my god. All right, that's great wow. news. That's the way to end my. Uh, 
chess segment. Thank you, boys. Yeah. And that is my chess segment is there is an and one 30 for 30 <laughs> coming go. out on Tuesday. I have literally been tweeting this for since 2009. I have been ever yes. whenever 30 for 30 started. I have been tweeting this. I have been yelling for this because I am sorry. The and one mixtape tour in all of its craziness and Harlem Globetrotterness that it is. It literally influenced a generation of basketball players. Like when you watch what Kyrie Irving does, you watch what Steph Curry does, you watch what any of these guys who got in the NBA after 2010 are doing with the basketball. And we're like, wowing, oh my God, these guys handle better than anyone ever in history. It is because of the creativity of the and one mixtape tour. Like, Yes, there's a lot of walking in the and one mixtape tour, but it's not a league. It's just them playing against people like who cares? Like, but in the NBA, they made sure that this was the way that basketball was. And I was like, wow. And I think that the and one mixtape tour should have like a should be inducted into the basketball hall of fame because it's the basketball hall of fame. And the and one mixtape tour is a huge part about basketball. And I'm so happy that a generation of kids right now, this me, 11 year old, 12 year old watching this. And they're going to be like, what the hell is happening? Why is that guy screaming on the court? What is going on right now? And they're like, wait, one of these dudes actually played in the NBA Ray for Alston. Yeah. Like he's, probably one of the most underrated basketball players in the history of basketball is Ray for Alston. I put him up there on basketball, Mount Rushmore right there with LeBron and Wilt Chamberlain and Jordan and whomever else Ray for Alston. He sits right there. So actually, mm, all right. Maybe I'm going a little too far, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you far. realized it as he said, it, as he said it out loud, it just sounded I yeah. like I said it out loud. It just didn't really work well. Um, but anyways, guys, uh, I had to get it off my chest. And one mixtape tour is getting its own 30 for 30. And this is like the best thing that I was surprised about because I was listening to a podcast and ESPN always like, you know, does their podcast ads in weaved in the podcast. And I heard it and I was like, oh my God, what? Then I went on like Google, figured it out. But yeah, and I'm still mad at ESPN for not calling me because I feel like I'm the person who spearheaded this years and years ago. Dude, I remember those tweets from years ago. Like, I yeah. actually remember seeing you. It's a week. It's too bad. It's a week too late. You said it's next Tuesday, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's Tuesday thirtieth. Yeah, thirty first. Yeah, we needed that one week earlier because then next week we could have recapped it with episode one hundred and one mixed in brunch. Oh my god. Okay, we're doing the podcast on Wednesday next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's the so, episode, episode 100 yeah. and one mixtape, bro. Yeah. So Chris, clear your schedule for Wednesday. Together. Wednesday is when we're doing the, we're, we're doing it Wednesday. Th- we're not doing it Tuesday next week. So we'll figure it out. We're going to figure this out. Yeah. Just too genius. Yeah. We can't do it. We have to, it's, it's definitely and one brunch. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. you're welcome. There's my contribution to brunch next week. Even Thank though I you. won't be involved there. You just set up your Thank entire you. episode and the title. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Greetings from St. Lucia. That's where you're going? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nice. Exactly. <laughs> Dan, get it off your chest. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, what I want to get off my chest this week has nothing to do with any of the wonderful stuff that happened over this past weekend. Uh, but the days leading up to it, and again, not really related to the wedding itself, but those last couple of days leading up to the wedding, you got to you gotta buy some stuff, right? This last minute stuff you got to buy, you got to go out, you got to get it. And that, you know, occasionally we'll mean a trip to the mall, old school, got to go to the mall. 
And what I've come to realize is that kids these days. (laughs) Here we go. Kids these days. No, they need somewhere else to hang out besides malls. Like it's, it's crazy to me that it's still happening. Like I'm not angry about it, but we haven't been their age in 20 years and they're still just hanging out at malls like a bunch of degens. Um, you know, we all did it. How in 20 years have we not had like new places for these kids to hang out? Like I walked by this group of kids, like fake slapping each other in the middle of a mall. I'm like, what? What is going on here? They spend hours there. Like one person buys one thing in five hours. Like they're not doing, they're not helping the businesses there at all. Like if you're an adult like we are, you're completely outnumbered at a mall after four p.m. during the week and like the all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Completely outnumbered. You're like, oh, I'm not. I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. Like I'm at their hangout place. It's just. It's weird. We're the ones that have the money that are supporting and keeping these businesses afloat, buying things. These kids are just basically loitering because they have nowhere else to go. I mean, it's better than just sitting around, scrolling their phone, thinking about each other's assholes, whatever it might be. So it's better than like just sitting at home doing stuff like that. So that's why I'm not like mad at it, but like there has to be something else for these kids to be able to do somewhere else to hang out. Gen Z needs somewhere else to hang out. I feel like we can help because we've been there guys. We touched a little bit. We had, you know, lunch together this past weekend on Friday. We touched base on this a little bit. So Chris, I wanted to get your thoughts because I told you to save it. But I mean, in a sense, I feel bad for these kids because malls aren't that fun, but also I feel outnumbered and I just want them to go somewhere else and just not fake slap each other and get so caffeine sugar high on Starbucks and make the line super long. And you're like 12, like get out of here. So that's what I had to get off my chest this week. Well, so it didn't help that we had to go to the, the men's warehouse to get taxes for your wedding was in a mall. And it just so happens to be the height of prom season. Uh, right. That, that did not help. So yeah, that might've been why there was like more, teenager traffic than you might be comfortable with. Um, I be quite honest with you, Dan, along with the kids, I don't know why anybody goes to a mall. Why are we going, <laughs> who's, who's going to malls? These, why are we doing it? Th- there, it makes no sense to me. Why you have at your fingertips, the ability to purchase this, have it tomorrow and not have to interact with just strangers that you don't want to be around. I don't understand the concept of malls anymore at all. And that is, yeah, it's surprising. Kids have so many more entertainment options than we did growing up. Why would you spend your time there? I don't know. No, you need somewhere to go. Like, that's the whole reason you go to a mall. You need some place to go. The thing that, like, I'm surprised of, and I know it's a little different weather situations and all that, but, like, I don't know how malls still have roofs anymore. Like, why every (laughs) mall situation isn't just outside. Because I, I like I don't get what you need to go to a mall for other than to socialize, other than to be around people. So when you talk about the high school kids being there, it's like, yeah, like they're just going to go someplace where they can, I don't know, run into people 
or be around people like they're not going there to buy stuff because yeah they know better than anybody like they're not like none of the stuff they're wearing they bought in a store nothing not one thing they bought they, they bought in a store they're all getting all their stuff off whatever store that probably is even in a mall anyways they can get stuff from anywhere so you just go there to hang out and so when i see kids at malls i'm just like yeah i don't know where else you're supposed to go like you're not gonna go to a park and hang out with five-year-olds like <laughs> You want to go somewhere where you can drive and like get Sbarro. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, hey, because of COVID now, you can't even get the free samples at uh, Panda Express. So true, true. That's another notch in the belt of not going to the mall. Yeah, I mean that's exactly it. You want somewhere where you can hang out with your friends that isn't like a house where they have to be have parents around. So like parents are still trusting their kids at malls, which is a whole other discussion that it's still happening. It's comforting i don't know maybe but it's like i'm glad to see that kids aren't just sitting at home on their phones or whatever but it is it's kind of crazy to me that there's literally nowhere else for them to go where they can hang out interact socially that's not like a park or something like that and you bring up like the outdoor mall thing it's weird i only see kids like actually at roofed like like malls shopping malls but out the outlets which are out like it's a big outdoor mall there's, there's kids aren't there. That's where the adults are shopping. That's where I went shopping this past weekend. Like, like, okay, I feel comfortable here. It's the same setting, just no roof, actually more stores, but they just like to be somewhere and hang out and, and loiter and get a slice of Sbarro, whatever it is. That's all that they're buying when they're there. Again, they're not helping any of those businesses, but it just, it's crazy to me that in another 20 years, is there going to be something else somewhere else for these kids to go? It's just like, Places like that, and I don't mean teen hangout centers either, right? That's what I mean, but there's nothing. There's nothing else out there for for kids to do or places to go, and that's just – so I had, like, conflicting feelings with it. Like, one of me was like, oh, this is kind of a good that there's they're out, but also go home. Also go home, so. <laughs> you need a place you can't get kicked out. That's really the thing yeah, because yeah. now that I'm older – the time that we spent in restaurants just being dumb, like, was honestly, like, you're, that waitress is, like, losing money because you're sitting there for so long just being dumb with your friends. So it's, mm-hmm. like, with malls. Poke refills for free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that one friend who's, like, making, like, free lemonade with, like, water and just, like, the side of lemons and sugar because they're that friend like yeah like that was that's so like i think about that now and i'm like that's just so wrong so i would rather kids be at malls than at restaurants wasting people's mm-hmm. time and you know making that waitress like make no money for that time so Good yeah point. yeah it's weird it's weird but <laughs> strange evolution something's never changed <laughs> i just can't wait so this is like Sersha is 16 and Dan comes to the house and he's like, Sersha, going to the mall? You guys still go to malls? All right. Still hanging out at malls? Still doing just it? Hanging around? Just go there and don't buy anything? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. A couple years. Just wait. Oh my God. Well, that's getting off your chest. Now let's get into Bruce Day. You guys got some brews? If we didn't drink enough this weekend? Oh, yeah. This boy, oh boy. <laughs> I got sneaky drunk on Friday night at the rehearsal. So, yeah. Yeah. Got to be careful. Yeah. That was, that happened easily. Yeah. 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 
The white okay, wine yeah, just he, kept coming. Shouts to yeah, right. you and shouts to whoever paid for the rehearsal. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> came a little too fast. Too fast. Right. <laughs> yeah, either you got a brew today. Yeah, I do. Chris, what are you sipping on? Um, <laughs> so we're gonna do an experiment today. Oh, um, let's go. I'm, as you know, I'm gonna cut. I'm not gonna be drinking very interesting beers here for a while. I took a Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, which is only 85 calories. I put mm, it into oh, no. oh, oh, no. this glass. Wait. And yes, I'm going to be trying <laughs> Miller Lite beer drops. <laughs> Thank you, Dan, uh, for the groomsman gift. Miller Lite beer drops, fam. If you haven't tried them, we're going to confirm whether or not you should try them. Uh, this beer has very little taste on its own. So I figure it's a good one to try these out. The directions say open the lid of beer drops. Okay. Got it. Beautiful. Does it have wow. a cap? Like it, does it have a like covering on the inside? It has a, uh, I don't know, actually. I think it had plastic wrap around the outside. Plastic no. wrap around the, uh, okay. out the top. I can smell it. It mm. does kind of smell like a Miller light. Yummy. Um, now here's the thing that surprised me. It says squeeze half of the bottle into what? the beer. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So like you only get two beers out of this thing, man, I would have bought a case, but that's a lot of, it's a lot of liquid. You know what yeah. I mean? That yeah, seems like a lot. I thought it would be more like the, um, I don't know if you guys have used the soda stream before but we just got i just got one for siobhan for mother's day and mm -hmm. you just use a little bit and it works so i figured yeah, that was like, like the same thing or like a meal like a yeah yeah yeah, yeah. A squirt or two and, yeah, and you just keep the yeah thing. so yeah i was very lucky enough to get those when they went on sale a so second funny. time and it was exclusive groomsman gift for you two and you two alone as a brunch breakdown special i have one myself haven't tried it yet i've been holding on to them for about a month and a half Waiting to give them He's to you in person. Still going. He's still going. It's so the much hell liquid. Thing. All right, I did like a third of it. That seems like that, that seems like okay. enough, right? Yeah. Get that um, nice. By the way, so Didi, you these expire at the end of July, so you don't have all oh, summer. Okay. okay, I'll do Man. it next week. I'm gonna do it next week. Yeah. Wow. Miller Light drops 101. It on and maybe because they're all still sitting on the top, but it, now it does smell like a Miller Light. It okay. does smell like because you said that's a pretty flavorless beer, so uh, yeah, I'm intrigued to see if it really does enhance. How's it Here feel? He goes. I, I think I need more drops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the half bottle seems pretty legit. He's that's, going uh, back in. He's going. I would have bought a case if I knew that. They didn't say that. Okay, that's like that's like half. All right. Do you need to stir it? It got way foamier. It did get way foamier. It it does. I mean, it it does kind of taste like a Miller Lite. It tastes different. <laughs> it tastes different than what it was, and and it yeah. does it does taste. It more smells like a Miller Lite than it does taste, but it does have. If you use half, if you use half the bottle, yeah, cheese. Uh, it actually does tend to get that Miller Lite taste, which is interesting. Now, and then my mind goes to like, what chemicals did I just ingest? But we'll save yeah. that for next week if Chris survives. 
Yes. Oh, yes. So cheers, boys. So cool. uh, all right. Well, I got one from our friends at uh, 21st Amendment Brewery. They've got a cerveza, a Mexican style lager. They've got El Sully. So uh, let's check this out. I've never had it before. I've just had it in the fridge. Speaking of which, I have a beer fridge now. Hey. And yeah, I have Ooh. a yeah, I have a wine. I have a wine cooler is what it's called, by the way. And I had it way too cold when I first got it. And I was like, why is my beer exploding? Why is, I was like, oh, then I Googled some stuff. And I was like, oh, this isn't supposed to be as cold as your refrigerator. No, it's not. It's not. Big difference. Right, right. Learn that. Shout out to the rehearsal dinner for having 21st Amendment, by the way. That was a nice touch. How about that? Yes. Did you know that? Going no, in, or not advanced. Like- I, I knew they had. I knew they always had a very solid beer list, and it's it it changes pretty regularly. So, but that was a lovely surprise to see that they had it then. Solid Mexican lager. Always trying Definitely. to find new ones. I did not know Twenty First Amendment had one. I'm not surprised they do. They make great beer, and this is a good one. So, El Sully, Twenty First Amendment. El Sully, yeah. I like it. Okay. Uh, well, boys, I've uh not stopped drinking since. Thursday, Friday, um, <laughs> heavily, because uh, roll right was, into the honeymoon. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not only, not only was it uh, the wedding all weekend, we celebrated afterwards, and yesterday was my birthday, so there was more drinking there. And uh, naturally, I will be drinking for a solid eight to nine days straight, starting Saturday for the honeymoon. So hopefully, you understand. I'm taking a, de- a couple of days off in between just to get back to normal. But what I will do is tell you about a beer I had yesterday for my birthday from the good folks at union brothers brewing that's up like near zelianople if you're familiar with western pennsylvania it's a little far further north of pittsburgh uh they have a sauced series and it was a orange creamsicle uh sour and it was it was delicious and when i as soon as i cracked it open you could see some of the foam at the top of the can and it was like bright orange like creamsicle orange i'm like oh we're in something special here um but it was good it was it had more of a of you could almost get it in the nose more of like the creamsicle smell and it was more of just like the texture was creamy but it was very citrusy very orangey you know tart sour uh all blended together union brothers the sauce the orange creamsicle delicious a wonderful birthday beer. So that's just a recap of what I had yesterday while I give my body a chance to catch up before I destroy it completely. And again, next week. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, cheers boys. Cheers. 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 Another time this weekend. Yeah. A lot of what cheersing like we discussed. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Back to that topic. Lots of cheersing for sure. Or toasting. Yeah. yeah cheersing. Toasting. Right. right. A lot of cheersing. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, Dan, you just got married, man. Uh, what's on your mind now that you've gone through the process? We talked about the wedding week jitters. We talked about a bunch of stuff, but now you've done it. You're on the other side, sir. She said yes. Yeah. You said yes. And we're here. It's history. Yeah. It was an absolutely incredibly perfect day. Nothing went wrong at all we didn't have any issues no complaints no drop it was literally we could not have scripted it 
any better. Um, and we had so much support around us from you guys, the entire bridal party, our families. It was absolutely amazing. Everybody's been hearing about this for on this podcast and in person for the last like 19, 20 months. And it was all stressful last couple of weeks leading up to it. Let me tell you that. Remember, I think Dee, Dee was one where it was me and you and I, I said, I don't know if, you know, people get asked that question, would you do it again? And I was at the stage where I was like, absolutely not, never, yep. ever <laughs> at that point, those weeks, weeks leading up to it. But now like that answer is, has definitely changed. It was so worth it. And yeah, now I have some advice that I would like to give last week, got a lot of advice from you guys, but now I'm on the other side. I know we have definitely have some listeners who are getting married in the very near future. And for anybody else listening that may just some advice for me to now give since we're all married and we won't have that chance to give out as much advice anymore. So a couple of things that I want to share with people that from our experience were um, a, a need we're, we're perfect. Uh, first thing being we had the sweetheart table. I believe both of you also did as well, where it's just the bride and the groom have their own table at the reception. You're not seated with the bridal party. You're not seated with your family. That is an absolute must. And I will tell you why, because that was really when we sat down to, for dinner, after the introductions, after the first dance, after the cake cutting, we sit down and I looked at my new wife and I said, this is the first time we've kind of been alone since like Friday morning. It was crazy. Like that moment had hit us that neither of us had been with each other, just one-on-one -on -one, kind of away from everybody, like truly felt like we were by ourselves until that moment, which was wild because we're with people all day. And yeah, we're, we're standing next to each other for the ceremony and everything else going on, but everybody felt right there, right? They're all looking at us. The center of attention is right there. They're a few feet away. But in that moment, because even after we walked down the aisle, after the ceremony, we get escorted back to the bridal suite because we had pictures to do afterwards. We get escorted back by a bridal, by a wedding coordinator at the church. And there was maybe 10 seconds, literally 10 seconds that we had alone before family and bridal party started following us in to that bridal suite, suite room. So it really didn't happen until we had that sweetheart table alone aside from everybody. It was like, I'm so glad we did this. We could take a moment to breathe and just talk to each other for the first time that day. So that absolutely, absolutely beautiful thing. Some advice I would like to give. Uh, something else I'd like to give some good advice on. We absolutely needed two days off, complete days to recover from this wedding. So we took, we had Sunday and then we took off Monday. It was a coincidence. It was my birthday, but we would have taken off that Monday regardless because honestly, you need like a day to physically recover and then a day to mentally recover. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was no chance in hell. I could have like gone back to work Monday. No way. So if you're getting married on a Saturday, take off Monday. If you're getting on a, married on a Sunday, take off Monday and Tuesday. You'll need both days to recover. We certainly did. It just takes that much to just collect your thoughts, collect your shit. We had to get everything back. And it was just... 
you need two days. You need a full two-day recovery. So we like four days back to normal, then adios to the honeymoon on Saturday. Uh, a couple other quick things. If you're not into to traditions, screw them. Don't do them. We didn't do like the bouquet toss and the garter toss and things like that. Our parent dances were not slow dance. No, it's not slow, traditional slow dances. They weren't. They were far from it. Um, so like, if you don't want to do the traditional stuff, don't freaking do it. Don't be pressured into by anybody else to it. And if you want to cool, go for it. But we, we, we went away from tradition a lot, a lot of what we did and we didn't regret it at all. Uh, another thing we had three food options. We ordered all three for ourselves and I recommend everybody doing that as well. <laughs> we had three plates up at our table that we could just, the two of us were eating, mixing and matching, mashing with. Because all the food was wonderful. I highly suggest that. Order all the food for yourself. It's one extra plate. Everybody else can pick one. We were up there eating like kings and queens. That was beautiful. Something else is, I got advice from this from my sister, actually. Make sure. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with the Western Pennsylvania cookie table, this may not resonate as much. But it's not just cake, but there's a table of dozens and dozens, and I mean dozens of cookies and desserts and everything for people to have. We had to have somebody, one of my sisters, box up the desserts for us or else we wouldn't have had, we didn't have any dessert the whole night, the whole night. And my sister gave us that advice because it happened to her. She's like, her wedding was over and the desserts were gone. And she didn't even get to have any at her own wedding. So Dedicate somebody, have that be their job, box up cake, whatever desserts that you have, do not miss out on them because you'll be busy the whole night rather than eating stuff like that. So that was, that was a huge, huge plus. And the last thing I will say before I get any feedback from you gentlemen is the right vendors make all the freaking difference. And if you can get a videographer, you will not regret it. I want to shout out our vendors Anybody in Western Pennsylvania that's listening or really anywhere, pay these people to travel to you. True North Photography, Kingdom Media, my man, Chris, your man, DJ Scottro, Tortoise Limousine. I could not thank them enough. It was, they made life so easy for us and made all the difference in the world. So like, if you think picking a vendor is just picking a price, it, it, it's not, it, it's not at all. Take the time, suffer through <laughs> what you need to suffer through. And get to choose the right people it makes all the difference. So just a couple of lessons that I learned from now being a happily married man and going through the wedding process. Sounds like you're getting ready for that second wedding. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to nail the second one. Second one, I'm down. going to yeah. nail it. <laughs> yeah, it was all things that after we were happy, we were like, we were so glad we did this. And, you know, whether it was advice we got from other people or just decisions we made on our own made like all the difference. It, it really did. So whether it's the, you know, ordering all the food for yourself, making sure you have desserts for weeks to come, which now we do. Um, it's all, yeah, all very worth it. So it seems like everybody had a really good time and that was, you know, also what really mattered to us. So hopefully you boys did. Yeah, this is a moment for me to get another thing off my chest, Dan. Um, your <laughs> sweetheart table, I completely agree with everything you said. 
Um, you had nicer chairs than what I had at my sweetheart table. And I want to yeah. <laughs> elaborate that on a bit because the chairs were nice enough that Didi and I actually um, like bribed your eldest niece to come take a photo of us. And I'm a little pissed off, man, because that was supposed to be me and Didi's moment. And then every effing person at the wedding did it after us. And I'm not happy about it. I'm really, I'm really, um, I'd like to, I'd like to file a petition to uh, get all of those photos and burn them somehow. I don't think anybody else should be able to have that except for me and Didi. Um, but because you're, uh, your your table and your chairs were so perfect, and that neon was oh so sweet. Yes, everything about that—the backdrop, that thing was like that was awesome. Like everything about that was amazing. And I realized I was like, I've never, I haven't seen anybody take a picture up there. So like, of course, I grabbed Chris, and then I was like, who can take this picture? I'm like, of course, I'm gonna take the best picture taker in the room, somebody who's under 18. And she comes up, takes the best picture. Cause the best thing about our picture is what I was showing it to people. People were like, wait, why does mine look blurry? Why does mine look whatever? I was like, yeah, because I got somebody who grew up with phones in their face to take my picture. Like, sorry, you got Megan to take your picture. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, our person was also is- not not drunk when she was taking the picture, which helps. That's fair right. too. No, that's that we know ab- of. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's absolutely hilarious because we didn't notice it at all either that a bunch of people started taking pictures up there either. We didn't find out until afterwards and everybody's like showing us, you're showing us your picture and everybody's showing us their pictures too. And they were saying the same thing that theirs was blurry. And I told this story to my family for the first time yesterday, my sister, uh, whose niece, whose daughter that is, and she lost it. She could she thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And I'm telling that to everybody too. Like Didi smart. He found a Gen Zer to take the picture because she knows how to get that thing in focus. And everybody else's looks like garbage with that light not being in focus. And yours is the only one that's crisp and crystal clear. And so Chris, hopefully that's at least something that you have that yours is the only one that turned out great, even though everybody else copied you after it. (laughs) Thank you. That does make me feel better. I'm glad we dove into this. (laughs) Yes. And she took like 10 photos. It was like, like we always take that praying hands photo at Coachella and we literally find somebody who were like, who we just saw take a hundred different pictures of their one friend (laughs) and a bunch of different angles. And that person takes like 30 pictures in like two minutes. And (laughs) your niece knows to do that. Like, (laughs) Someone else is just like one picture. All right, we're done. But no, your niece took like 10 pictures. It was like 10 pictures of me and Chris on my phone. It turned out incredible. Amazing. It turned out absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. (laughs) Um, Here's something I want to say about your wedding. Um, Wedding coordinators at the church. Chill. Just (laughs) chill. (laughs) Because there was nothing more that I wanted to say to this one lady at the church than just, dude, chill. Like, from the rehearsal on, I feel like there's always one. And this isn't just your wedding. It's every wedding. There's always one that's just like, because at our wedding, it was the pastor. Like, it was the the reverend. It was Reverend Patty. And she was the most ridiculous like it felt like our rehearsal i wanted our rehearsal to be like 20 minutes long it ended up being like an hour and i was like we gotta get people to the house like we gotta go like it was ridiculous what she was doing she was insane and like this lady at yours was just like so just wound up and i was just like chill (laughs) like i can tell you right now like at the rehearsal i was like i can tell you right now 
like the wedding videographers, they're not going to be on us. They're not like we could be up there doing jumping jacks. Right. Right. They're not going to. They're literally going to be just on Dan and Shannon. Like they're not going to be on us. I've not never seen a wedding video that was like, let me see what groomsman number three is doing. Yeah. <laughs> what did you see? What he did back there. Did you see that? Yeah. And OK, so as groomsman number three, I would like to talk about this because <laughs> this person was really upset with the way I was standing at the rehearsal rehearsals are garbage. All if you're a groomsman, all you do is stand. Literally, there. yeah. It's not yep. for us. Okay. So I was like leaning and I was standing on one leg and there was like a railing next to me. So I had my arm on it. And she, she was telling me how I don't want to be in the video like that. And I want to be like, why in God's yeah. name would I stand like that during the wedding? Tomorrow, Obviously I will be on showtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also like Didi said, I'm not going to be in the video. Why would I be in that video? Like Dan and Shannon are crying, <laughs> saying I do. And they zoom in on me and Dee Dee leaning. Like, yeah. Come on, come on. It's like they just completely missed the moment. They're just like, oh, I mean, we could be up there showing like Dan crying yeah. and whatnot. But no, you know what? We're just like Shannon's walking down the aisle. Let's see what Chris is thinking. <laughs> Absolutely. They're just Absolutely. like, oh, look at the look on Christy's face while Shannon's walking down the aisle. <laughs> out of here but man i just can't get over how every single wedding there's just one of the people at the church is just like too much yeah just mm -hmm. too much because why yeah. do they try to make it like because it's already nerve-wracking for like for the people getting married like the rehearsal is like a whole thing for people getting married you're going through the words the first time whatever and all that and that's just like the whole this shit's going on the whole week and whatever so it's a different thing for you than it is for everyone else there like every yeah. single person there it's a whole different experience i'm just like just chill chill Right. And then, yeah, and then we skipped being ushers. We kind of got out of that, which was cool. Yeah, Cause, me and Good, because I told you guys not to do that. Yeah, and yeah. they were like adamant. And I was like, I'm just going to tell them not to do it. Every time, once, every time they told us to do it, we just went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> good. They were like, go be ushers. But then we told, you know, but listen, Slaw and Eric, they are upstanding citizens. Yes. And they, they went right out there for it. Because they ushed. Yes, they, they ushed hard. And I was usher. just like, like being an usher at a wedding is like, it's awkward for everybody. It's Nobody awkward. wants that. No, there might've been a time at, in like, I don't know what time of whatever, but like, I remember having to do this for my friend Kyle's wedding. And it was funny. Cause like, I knew the people. So some people were just like, Oh, I'm going to have Dee Dee walking yeah. down the aisle, whatever. But it's like at your wedding, I don't know anybody. Like, right. <laughs> right. Like, That's why. Yeah. I was like, walk down the people, you know, but otherwise like nobody, yeah. You don't want that. And the guests don't want that. Mm -hmm. Like, just tell them, hey, just sit up there. Sit on either side. That was basically <laughs> the only instruction. Just go yeah. sit. Don't sit in the back. Sit on either side. You don't need to be, <laughs> oh, bride groom, where would you like to sit? I'm going to put you over here. Like, no. No. Again, out with the tradition. Out with it. We yeah. were, we did everything. We wanted everything to be about us. We had freaking concert tickets made up as name cards Love for it. everybody. Awesome. Just an example awesome. of one. We, you know, we, we went all the way. I don't have the, the drink signs downstairs. The drink sign, the signature drink sign was a Coachella poster. Like we were like, no, no, this day is about us. And we're making it about us. So like, dude, just get creative with it. Make it about you. That's which that was our goal was just to make it about 
us. Because <laughs> um, it felt weird. I think I said it to you guys when we were in the wiggle room um, before the ceremony. Everything leading up to that point that day, I just said, it feels like I'm just at somebody else's wedding. Like we're all wearing basically the same tux. We're all getting ready. We're all doing the same stuff. Yeah, like the photographer's been on me a little bit more. But until that moment where you like line up to go out into the church, into the ceremony, and it's like, I'm first at nine. And all of a sudden like, oh, yeah, this is for me. Let's go. Time to go here. Um, you know, you'd be in enough weddings. You're just like comfortable in that setting. So I guess that's a good thing. But then it just, yeah, it just hits and turns into Chris, you gave a, a spot online at lunch on Friday. You said you'll just, it's the one day you'll feel like an absolute celebrity where no matter what you do, the eyes and the focus is on you. Yeah. And as much as I always dream about that, it was certainly strange to experience it in, per, in real life person. <laughs> yeah. It's your day as a celebrity, man. It's lots of fun. Absolutely. But yeah, your wedding was awesome. And if there's anything that I think that is amazing is just that you do what you want. And I think that's the best advice. Yeah. Do what you want. Cause that was the thing for us. Cause we were planning everything so fast. And when people kept asking us stuff and I'm like, uh, if you want this thing to happen, hand over some money. Let's go. I think yeah, that's yeah. honestly the best It'll advice to tell people when you're planning a wedding, it's just like, Oh, you want, you want us to do this. Okay. Like, let, me show you our sponsorship. let me, let me show you our sponsorship letters that we have with a variety of tiers. <laughs> like, and if you want yes. that, yeah, here's your price. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you want a song played from before 1985? Give us some money. Let's, let's go. <laughs> Give us some money. Like you want us to do this weird traditional thing at the church or whatever? Give us some money. Like I, it's that simple. If you really want something done for your kid's wedding, your nephew's wedding, whatever it is, like hand them some money and they will do it. But if you're not handing over any money, ah, do what you want. Yeah. 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 The last thing I'll say, I talked about how important the vendors are. DJ Scottro, I want to shout him out in particular. What did we talk about last week? The do not playlist. What song did I tell you? Fancy like, what did I hear? Somebody tried purposely to go up and ask him to play it. And he very politely said, no. So Dan, your mom, you. I love you, dude. Your, your mom talked to me about that song in the parking lot of the church. <laughs> <laughs> see why I did this? You see why I, you see people. <laughs> So shout you shouts to you, Scott Trail. Thank you for being a, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of music, uh, can you guys want to run oh, through yeah. the music? Cause Didn't I have, what time uh, it was. I have children upstairs that I can hear. <laughs> so okay. it's just too much fun. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. What we're Perfect listening segue. to. Oh my gosh. What we're listening to. Uh, stay next to me. Chelsea Cutler, Quinn 92 best first dance ever best first dance ever i can't wait to see video of this thing i've been playing stay next to me so much since i got home like i was in my car on the way back on the way to the airport playing stay next to me i just had that song in my head nonstop. so like yeah put on the playlist that was a great that choice. was a like, it was a very long effort to try to get shannon to convince to be that be the first dance song and it wasn't until we had about eight songs narrowed down and we said all right let's just dance to all of them and see which one we like and because she didn't start really liking that song until we saw chelsea cutler live at coachella with quid 92 and it started to turn and then she knew there could be a moment with that and thanks to you guys <laughs> there was an absolute moment that is the one thing we will never ever forget it was incredible i can't wait to see 
uh, video of it either. Uh, cause no one was prepared to do like the phone. We got videos of us dancing to Mulberry street and stuff like that, but that was a, an amazing moment. Amazing song. So we made it happen. <laughs> yeah. Didi just started running. So I just followed him. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause I, I didn't know. Cause you, you would, you tipped us off and you were just like, there's a clapping part in the song. And I was like, whatever. But when the song started, I was like, holy shit. Like, this is the freaking jam. And I look over, Christy's singing. I look over, Chris is singing. I'm like, dude, as soon as the clapping starts, I'm running through here. Like, I'm at, at the freaking Grammys trying to get the crowd <laughs> on their feet. Like, I was, I knew what I was doing as soon as the song started. I was like, this is happening. And I was like yelling at Shannon's family members. They didn't know the hell I was. And I'm like, get yeah. on your seat. <laughs> Incredible moment. Incredible moment. Uh, Chris, what you got? Uh, Real Friends put out a brand new song today called Always Lose. And um, I I don't know for sure if they have an album coming out soon, but they're like putting songs out like they got something larger coming, which I'm excited about. But uh, I'm going to put that on there this week. Nice. Uh, here's one I was probably haven't heard of. Dwayne featuring Poor Stacy Die Out Here. Um, this is another another artist bringing back pop punk um and doing it well he's kind of an alt alt rock singer from i think he's out of houston and it's you know old school pop punk but it's like refreshing still he's got a different twist to it i know a lot of people are doing it now but i'm not sick of it yet and i love this song so Dwayne featuring poor stacy die out here post malone uh cooped up featuring Roddy Rich. Uh, this song is literally how we all feel. This song could j- just be called We Outside because this is like the anthem for being We, we Outside. Like it's literally like I'm, I'm cooped up and we're about to toast up. That's what the chorus of the song is. And it's amazing. Right. So um, check it out. Post Malone, Roddy Rich, cooped up. Nice. Uh, Forever Came Calling put an album out in 2014 called What Matters Most. And I can't explain to you a good reason of why I've been listening to that album this week, but I have, uh, if you like double time drums in your pop punk songs, you're going to love forever came calling. Unfortunately, I don't think they're actually writing music anymore, but that's okay because they wrote this album and I love it. And I don't know what I'm putting on, but I'm going to pick something and I'll send it to Dan when he asks me for music. Uh, (laughs) yeah, that's what's going on. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, Rosa. That name might sound familiar to some people. They've been around since 2007. They started off kind of like a rock, harder rock, metalcore-influenced band, but have recently gone more alt-pop, pop-rock sound, and I really dig it. And they released a song last week called Preach, and it's very synthy and kind of has an 80s pop sound to it. So I'm loving this new direction uh, from these guys, they've had a lot of band members change. I think the lead singer is the only one that's still been around, but, uh, preach from Emma Rosa. Check it out. Nice. All right. And my last one I got is, uh, a UK rapper named Bia. She has a song with J Cole called London. And I will tell you, this song's amazing. Just imagine if Rihanna was like, you know what? I'm just going to be a rapper now. That's what her voice sounds like. And it's in the lyrics are awesome. It's just a super fun song. And, J. Cole kind of ruins the song. So by the time J. Cole's verse comes in, just kind of sk- skip it because he says wow. stuff and I'm like, eh, it's, it's fine. She's just really good. That's really my point is that like every because he comes in like the last minute of the song, but like she just kills it. So uh, London by Bia featuring a bad J. Cole verse. All right. 
Um, while I was listening to Forever Came Calling in 2014, I was also listening to a band called Handguns. And since I started listening to the one band, then I just started going down this 2014 uh, musical <laughs> road trip. So album is Life Lessons from Handguns. Again, this is a band that I don't think is writing music right now, uh, but they have a song called Heart Versus Head that I really, really enjoy. Um, it even samples a quote and I can't remember the name of the movie, but it works really well in the song. Anyway, yeah. That's what I've been listening to. Top Gun? Is the Top, movie Top Gun? Gun? <laughs> no. But <laughs> tease. <laughs> uh, last one for me, fittingly enough, Death of a Bachelor mm. by Panic <laughs> at the Disco. One of the greatest Panic at the Disco songs ever and one of my favorites and just the absolute theme of the past, I don't know, year and a half. <laughs> whatever it is. Um, and it's just a perfect song. And every time we've gotten together guys, the last couple of months, that's, that's been a theme. And, um, you know, that song kind of almost has uh, some, you know, like an action movie theme to it. And that's exactly what we have going on right here <laughs> with this incredible <laughs> photo of us from this past weekend. Just to share that with everybody. Shouts to uh, my man Shuey for the Photoshop skills. This is one of the greatest photos I've ever seen in my entire life. And just this badass crew that we're with. So thank you guys for celebrating the death of a bachelor this weekend. Thanks for having us with you, Dan. It was a lot of fun. Yes. Too much, too much fun. All right. Well, (laughs) that's the, uh, the brunch breakdown. Kids are crying. We out. (laughs) 